Father, mother, and son. <laughs> Welcome to the Skeptic's Guide to Emergency Medicine. Need him, greet him, treat him, and street him. Today's date is September 6, 2012. I'm still here in Oxford, England, taking an evidence-based medicine course. Our small group has decided to do an authentic podcast in a British pub, or what we're going to refer to as a pubcast. So all the noise you hear in the background is just the ambiance of pints going down. Again, we're going to mix things up a bit and try to figure out new things and new ways to deliver this podcast. We're early adopters here in Oxford, so you're going to hear each one of our small group participants contribute to the podcast. There will be a number of authentic accents, including a few Brits. I hope you enjoy it and give us your feedback. So what we're going to do is we're going to start our podcast like we normally do with a case presentation. So we have one of our EBM experts who's going to introduce herself and present us with a case scenario. Hi, I'm Alice Martin and I'm a paediatric registrar in Exeter here in the UK. An anaesthetist meets her new orthopaedic surgical colleague she'll be working with for the day and she jokes that his handshake's very firm but also he can't answer any of the crossword clues. She wonders whether there's any evidence to support her observation. Thank you, Alice, for laying down such a very clear case scenario. So if we're going to address this clinical case scenario, we need to formulate a very, very simple question. So we have an EBM expert here who's going to give us the very specific question for this issue. Hi, I'm Maria and I'm a research facilitator in Exeter here in the UK. The question really is, are orthopaedic surgeons stronger and dumber than anaesthetists? Well, that's a great question. Um, it got me wondering, hmm, I wonder if there's an answer to that question. Again, we have an EBM expert that can help us with that. Hi, my name is Anke Rova. I work at the Centre for Evidence-Based Healthcare in Stellenbosch in South Africa. What we did to find an answer to our question is to search PubMed. We came up with an answer in the Christmas edition of the BMJ, published in 2011. The title of the paper we found is Orthopaedic Surgeons, as strong as an ox and almost twice as clever, a multi-center prospective comparative study by Subramian et al. So let's start critically reviewing this paper. I'm going to turn to my recently good friend Tomas from Germany who's going to explain the PICO. Hi, my name is Thomas and I'm working as a general practitioner in Lübeck, Germany. And the PICO of this study is as follows. The population is male UK physicians. The intervention, or in this case exposure, is orthopedic surgery training. The control, or in this case control exposure, is anesthesiology training. Finally, the outcomes of this study are dominant hand grip strength and intelligence test score. Thank you, Tomas. So I'm going to turn to my friend Tony here, who's going to explain the main results from this groundbreaking research. Right, lovely. Uh, well, I'm Tony Lopez. I'm a paediatrician in Plymouth, and I have the uh, cheesy English accent for you. And uh, first of all, results. Let's have a look. Um, orthopedic surgeons, surprise, surprise, a statistically significant greater mean grip strength than the anaesthetists. But their mean intelligence for orthopedic surgeons was also statistically significantly greater than the anaesthetists. Now, you're not implying that orthopedic surgeons are mean in any way. 
you're referring to their mm. mean grip strength and their mean intelligence. Not yeah, because I've met some really nice, nice orthopedic surgeons. But dumb. I mean, sorry. Oh, wait, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. But not as dumb as the anesthetist. But not as dumb as the anesthetist. Correct. No. Okay. Mean in this case, I think means ambush, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Myung Soo now is going to give the conclusions to this paper. My name is Myung Soo Lee from Korea Institute of Oriental Medicine. In conclusion, male orthopedic surgeons have greater intelligence and grip strength than their male anesthetic colleagues who should find new way to find fun of their orthopedic friends. Thank you, Meng Tzu. Well, now we've gone through the paper, and to cover the paper, we've utilized our small group. But we want to make this an evidence-based medicine um, uh, review that has a higher quality. So we're turning to our facilitators at this Oxford meeting, and we're going to ask our facilitators to provide us with some editorial comments with regards to their overall view of this paper. And they're going to give us something that they thought was done very well and a limitation to the paper. So our first individual is Kamal. Kamal, would you like to uh, provide us some higher level of uh, evidence for this? Yeah, no, thank you, Ken. Okay, so my name is Kamal Matani. I'm from um, the Centre for Evidence-Based Medicine in Oxford. Um, I mean, one of the good things about the paper was that, you know, you have to say it's a well-designed, <clears throat> it's a perspective, it's a comparative study. So, so from that point of view, I like it. However, you have to question whether it actually addresses a clinically relevant question that's patient-orientated or not. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, how much strength do you have to have to replace a total knee? How much strength is enough to set a broken bone? Yeah. And, I, and I agree with you, this really doesn't address that in this study. I'm not sure if this paper answers that question, Ken. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thank you. So our second excellent facilitator from this week's course uh, is now going to provide another positive and negative to this study. So Karen, would you like to introduce yourself and uh, give some feedback? Yes, um, I'm Karen Keely. I'm a GP in Oxford and also a member of the Centre for Evidence-Based Medicine. And um, I think this uh, paper addresses an important issue. We do all believe that orthopaedic surgeons are strong but not necessarily clever. I think they've been maligned. I, I think I, so. I think they've been maligned. I, I'm glad the myth, the myth may have been dispelled. I think this is a groundbreaking paper that just actually does dispel this whole myth. Yeah. And um, I like quite a lot of orthopedic surgeons, so they'll be pleased to hear that. Uh, but one of the problems is I do wonder if it's representative of all orthopedic surgeons and all anaesthetists. In particular, I'm not too happy that women were excluded. Did you find that surprising, though? I mean, uh, women were specifically excluded from this project, but perhaps they were due too smart to actually, you know, partake in such a silly study. Perhaps. And our last facilitator at this conference for our small group is a gentleman that I've known for a number of years and sort of roped me into this whole evidence-based medicine sort of following. Anyways, Andrew, would you like to introduce yourself and uh, give your feedback on the paper, please? Uh, thanks, Ken. Uh, Andrew Worcester from uh, McMaster University, which, uh, with all due respect to my Oxford colleagues, is the home <gasps> of evidence-based medicine. <gasps> all um, that fighting you hear in the background. Yeah, okay. So, so good point. Well, you know, in, in keeping with uh, BMJ's 
tradition of uh, publishing an article at, at, at Christmas that has uh, a bit of humor in it. I think they did a fantastic job as, as always. Um, in terms of limitation, well, if you read the title, Orthopedic Surgeons as Strong as an Ox and Almost Twice as Clever, there were no oxen included in the study population. That would be a fatal flaw so, to this paper, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I think it's uh, a bit misleading. Um, and the only thing that I would add to that is what's the clinical relevance? And that just brings me to the point that so many studies that we read, we can't apply the results directly to our practice. Excellent, excellent. Thank Thanks, you very Scott. much, Andrew. Yep. <laughs> so let's now turn to the bottom line, the beam take-home message for this podcast. We looked at the paper, we critically reviewed it, and looking at the conclusions the author had, we didn't think we could do any better than how they concluded this paper. So I'm going to turn to my friend David here to give us the conclusion, or the bottom line. David? Thanks. I'm David Noonan, a research fellow here at the University of Oxford, and the bottom line from the paper is, we would recommend caution in making fun of orthopaedic surgeons, as unaware anesthetists may find themselves on the receiving end of a sharp and quick-witted retort from their intellectually sharper friends, or may be greeted with a crushing handshake at their next encounter. Thank you very much, David. So that concludes another episode of The Skeptic's Guide to Emergency Medicine. Again, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and let us, what you, let us know what you think of this group format. If it worked, if it didn't work, give us your feedback. And don't forget to be skeptical of anything you learn, even if you learn it on the Skeptic's Guide to Emergency Medicine. Because we'll, the final take-home message that we learned at this conference, this evidence-based medicine conference, is while there's lots and lots of questions, when it comes to evidence-based medicine, group, what's the only answer? It, it all depends. depends. Excellent.